Hello and welcome to the New Entertainment System podcast, the show that uses the enigmatic robot known as the New Entertainment System to bring you just two of the over 25 million games and counting that the robot is capable of thinking up. I'm your host, Nathan Brant, and today we are joined by two very special guests. Firstly, Cam is sick this week, so we're joined by a returning guest, someone that's good like Shrek is good. It's Caitlin Galley's Row. Hi. And you may know our second guest from Rusty Rupees, a Bay Area podcast that covers game news of the week. He's an anime fan, an electric type gym leader, and a monster hunter it's darren simmons jr how's it going how's it going everybody thank you for having me wow nathan this was really good because you got a monster hunter and a monster fucker both on the <laughs> podcast so you were really just able to cover both ends of that spectrum in one show i was going to because of the 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 confluence of both of you guys on this podcast today i was going to try to roll like a monster hunter game with the like twist that it's irresponsibly horny so that we could like <laughs> get, so that we could galaxy brain on that but um oh you know with 25 million combinations i wasn't really really willing to hammer <laughs> through for that exact one representation is important is just all i'm saying absolutely sometimes you gotta hunt sometimes um, you gotta fuck i'm just saying it, it. <laughs> But this is not a podcast about fucking monsters. This is a podcast where a robot makes his video games. So now it's time to consult the new entertainment system and have it make us a brand new, never before seen game. I rolled a very bad one that we're going to talk about, and it's going to be very funny and very good. Um, it is right up Caitlin's alley, and it's a B-movie game. Yeah, That is... <laughs> Here we go. That is a farming sim, but it comes free in cereal boxes. <laughs> so I'm thinking... That this is like, this is some like honeycomb Cheerios B versus B movie farming sim to like see who can make the most like grain or whatever or whatever else. What do, where are we where are we landing on a B movie farming sim that comes free in cereal boxes? I'm wondering, are we cultivating the bees or are we still farming? I feel like we have to like. I feel like we're honey farming. Okay. Because like, if you'll remember, at the end of the bee movie, uh, the bees do <laughs> Lest return. Lest we forget, to... <laughs> the bees do return to work making honey. So I feel like it's like, do you remember? Like I don't remember if they ever came in cereal boxes, but they were like prizes, like those really shitty little like plastic, like super simple video game cartridges that you could get from shit. Yep. So I'm picturing it's like that, and I like your idea, Nathan, of it being a berry bee versus the honey nut Cheerios bee. <laughs> I'm gonna and look up the lore for Honey Nut Cheerios B while we while you're I explaining like, here. I feel like it's gonna be like a cross of like Stardew Valley and Garden Warfare, where like <laughs> Ooh, I like you that. have like rows and rows of your honeycombs and like you're playing as Barry and you're instructing your bees on how to like have the most efficient production. Um and then fucking Is it gonna be turn based? Or yes. you're saying more of like you said, Plants vs. Zombies, like original Plants vs. Zombies, or are we going Garden Warfare where we're just about to go into these farms and start... I like, I like Warfare. I like, you just, you have like an option on your little, like, fucking shitty dashboard that just says like, hey, go send the fucking, the killer bees or whatever to go fuck up their farm. And then, <laughs> like, you just make honey, and it's good. So this is Berry Bee versus Buzz Bee, the Honey Nut Cheerios Bee. Uh... <laughs> And like in a garden warfare style thing, you are trying to fuck up other bees. Like, 
is it going to be on farms or is it like, oh, like, you know, Busby's squad shows up at this particular like sunflower field or whatever. And we're going to specifically invade the other farm (laughs) to take their product to take their production. Yes. It's not just about you being the best farm you can be. It's also about destroying the other farm. See, the farming (laughs) part is part of the setup process before the battle. Yes. Okay, so this, yes. this is a multi-phase thing where you're setting up your... And we can really expand this out to different bees in in popular culture, but I'm not, I'm not really able to think of any right now. There's bees the, there's the bumblebee culture. from the tuna, um, which I still don't understand what? why that's... That's a thing. <laughs> there's a bumblebee brand tuna, and they got a bee on it. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense because tuna fish, but... Fictional bees in in Wikipedia. Fictional bees is a visit. Okay, Good. there's we've we've got um Buzz, Bumblebee Man from The Simpsons. This is really not this is really not coming through for me. So okay, so we'll just we'll just leave it to these three factions of Barry the Bee, Barry B. Is it Barry the Bee or Barry B? Barry, he's Barry Benson. The Barry B. Benson. Barry that's Benson. right. That's right. And uh, Busby the uh, the 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 bee with no family name from Honey Nut Cheerios, <laughs> <laughs> with no family name. <laughs> Busby, first of his name. Uh, <laughs> excellent. So I, I like that a lot. We can we can dig into the. I remember like the commercials for Honey Nut Cheerios, like the, like Busby had like a whole society with other bees that he was like hanging out with, but he was the mm-hmm. only one that wore his weird orange sweatshirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to be getting political with this game like are we going to talk about how like all the bees are dying because of all the all the pollution and the cell phones and the millennials and the what have you or there's not enough flowers in the world man we can't cultivate properly so we have to use the special fertilization in that in-between part to keep okay. it alive yeah let's just take <laughs> down monsanto while we're at it too hell yeah <laughs> okay so this is going to be b movie colon I don't know. Like it's got to be like B, like Barry versus Monsanto. There was a lot of like courtroom stuff in B movie, right? I, I'm yeah. not remembering shit about that. Second movie, half of but... that movie is like a trial. Yes. Okay, so maybe the first phase of this game is you're building up your own flowers. The second phase is you're trying to like bring back bees. Third phase is for some reason you're sabotaging the Honey Nut Cheerios bee, and then after that you realize that. The Monsanto Corporation and their 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 very bad seeds are actually and their chemicals are what is uh, the the true enemy here. And then you team up and you fight yes. together. Yes, mm-hmm. hive mind. Uh, and you what is it? Phoenix Wright style. You have like a courtroom oh my game. God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I that. feel like I feel like the name of the movie or the game should be called Hive Mind. Yep. Okay. There we go. <laughs> B movie colon hive mind is very good. <laughs> um, and so I really just like the idea of like a plot revelation of Barry B. Benson, like realizing that, oh, Monsanto is actually the bad guy or however he sounds. And then, <laughs> and then like we cut to a courtroom that has like a bunch of people on one side and then like millions of bees <laughs> millions of bees all of them in like bee boxes that they have to use to get the honey out of this all in the stands they're all wearing suits because don't they wear 
did the bees wear the clothes in that game or in that movie? Caitlin? They do when they go to court, yeah. <laughs> the more we talk about this, the more I'm remembering the bee movie and the more I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's a truly wild film, which is why I'm obsessed with it. It's understandable. <laughs> I've never seen a stranger piece of cinema in my life and it haunts me. <laughs> so would you say that it's a perfect movie? Like you say that Shrek 2 is a perfect film? Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay. B movie is bad and weird, but like in a way that I'm completely captivated by. We can respect Shrek. <laughs> okay. So it is not good like Shrek is what it's I'm getting. It's not good like Shrek is good, no. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I like that. And so mechanics wise, what are we going to be doing? Is this like a PC game because you're going to need to be like going through like kind of RTS style stuff when you're in the like B versus B like section? Um, because I like the idea of you getting your little worker bees or getting your whatever other genres of bee there are together to do their little jobs uh, to make honey and, and do whatever else. Yeah, um, definitely like a weird Steam game where like with the different sections, you have to build up your plots of honey in different areas. And then same thing once the combat takes place. Yes, like RTS, Fire Emblem type style where you got to move your factions from section to section going over to the other bees to have them fight in battle. And then it could go into that garden warfare aspect of it (laughs) in that exact moment when they meet. Bee Emblem Three Hives would be definitely like another good name for this. Um... The, I, I like that a lot. Um, I think, I think we can get into some sort of, like I was saying though, Fire Emblem levels of like internal politics and you raising up younger bees and one of the teachers is just straight up a murderer and then yeah. <laughs> we can do that. This, this is going to be the deepest game of all time and it's going to be coming free in cereal boxes. Now, the question is, are there different B games in different cereal boxes? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, are we talking like a pollen version and a honey version or something like that? That's going to be coming in. Yeah, right there. (laughs) Depends on which box of cereal you'll get. Depends on the chance of you getting that game. Hmm. Yeah, so you got to buy like 40 boxes of cereal. (laughs) (laughs) marketing (laughs) (laughs) so honey nut cheerios naturally honeycomb what is that cereal honeycomb is it just honeycomb cereal yeah honeycomb doesn't have a bee though it has that weird scary little guy so he is your lawyer in this (laughs) (laughs) oh my god put him in a suit (laughs) (laughs) you were (laughs) You are lying. You are, you, are, you are a monster fucker. Um, <laughs> the honeycomb monster guy, he is definitely like a distant cousin of the like Quizno subs weird screaming commercial guys. Oh, God. For sure. Are about the scary rats? Yes. I didn't go to Quiznos because of that thing. <laughs> um, I'm looking up the mascot for we're going way off the rails on this one but it's totally okay because we're 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 we're, we're getting it so honeycomb cereal craft foods of course uh 
Okay, so get this shit. Okay, in 95, a mascot named Crazy Craving was introduced. A wild, <coughs> a wild, a wild, crazy craving. A wild-haired, marsupial-like cartoon character who rapidly craves honeycomb cereal and whom children in the commercials transform into. Its catchphrase was, mm-hmm. me want honeycomb. The name Crazy Craving means that the character is an anthropomorphization of hunger. What happened to Crash Bandicoot's evil cousin? Holy shit. Now. Yeah. (laughs) So now, next, a more recent commercial features Bernard the Bee Boy. Bernard? A boy raised by bees. (laughs) He is found and attempted to be socialized, although he had clearly been a feral child. He apparently... This is on Wikipedia, so it's true. He apparently cannot argue the fact that he is a bee and not a boy. He enjoys honeycomb in a later commercial. A man gives a safari like tour of for the bee boy, luring him with honeycomb in a commercial release in 2010. A second bee boy was introduced by Canadian actor, Joel Cox. Okay. So there are two bee boys and they're in this game too. Um, And, and yes, you can romance. (laughs) All I'm hearing is generals right now. That yes, you can romance. (laughs) This is advanced. This is advanced wars. And your CO is, is Bernard, the bee boy and crazy craving. God, mascots are fucking weird. (laughs) I like that. We've, we've, we have a collection of things that, you know, individually are very terrible, but together they're horrible (laughs) and it can make, it'll make a very good train wreck of a game the same way that B movie is a terrible movie, but it Mm -hmm. is, it is car crash like in the way that you cannot look away from it. Mm -hmm. Um, have I told you, okay, so I, after PAX West, I went and stayed with Jessica and Andrew Cogswell for like a week. Mm-hmm. At one point, I made them get really high and watch B-Movie with me because they're good <laughs> friends. Oh, and that must be an amazing experience. Jessica could not handle it. Like, she genuinely at one point looked at me and was like, am I awake? And I was like, yes. She's like, I just <laughs> feel like I'm awake. Am I awake? <laughs> She's like, this can't be real, Caitlin. This movie can't be real. And I was like, it is. <laughs> Maybe B movie and and uh, B movie colon hive mind or three hives or whatever we decide to call it. Maybe maybe it is trying to wake you up from some uh, like Matrixian nightmare. It's trying to break we... you out of the simulation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I, I'm I'm into that. We'll have some. I, I always like to have a supernatural element to our games, <laughs> and in this one, we're literally breaking us out into the reality where maybe we are all bees. So that's something to think about. (laughs) Well, this is the point of the podcast where I've said something way too wild to even comprehend. And so I think we need to take a break and we'll come back with another brand new never before seen game. And we're back and we're ready to have the new entertainment system make us yet another brand new never before seen game. Our second game for today is a Bioshock game that is a tactics game. But it, I got a mandatory double, uh, like a, a mandatory crossover here. So it's we are dealing with a Bioshock tactics game that crosses over with Jurassic Park. Yes. So, <laughs> so uh, there's always a man. There's always a lighthouse, and in this one, there's a raptor. 
Caitlin said uh, when we were, before we recorded that uh, they were an, 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 a Bioshock lore uh, person. So uh, I'm going to probably just pass this off to you for a sec so you can tell me how this is going to work. Okay. So I'm thinking this is so ironic because I fucking hate Bioshock, but I'm captivated by the world of it because it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, same. Um, yes. And so I feel like in Bioshock 2, there was a multiplayer, and I'm feeling like it would be based around that, where you had, like, different random citizens from Rapture, and so I feel like it would be, like, that format where you'd have, like, a general would maybe be, like, like you would have, like, Atlas slash Fontaine as one, and you'd mm-hmm. have, like, Andrew Ryan, and you'd have, like, the artist whose name I can't remember right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, they would all be, like, your general unit, right? I don't know a lot about tactics games, so I'm really just spitballing here. Just think, like, Fire Emblem. That's pretty much, like, what I'm thinking of right now. Yeah, and then I feel like you could have, like, each, like, unit could be, you could have, like, regular people. You could have, like, splicers. Um mm-hmm. And they'd be, like, specialized, so, like, like only, like, Fontaine could have splicers, or, like, only, no, actually, Bioshock lore. Do you want to know how Andrew Ryan controls the splicers? <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> it's it, putting pheromones into the air through the vents. Because, you know, that's how you control drug addicts, is so fucking... splicer velociraptors is what you're telling me. Yes. Controlled by, basically, chemtrails, then. <laughs> Got yes. it. And so mm, my abs- favorite kind of trails. <laughs> <laughs> and so you absolutely have velociraptors and splicer masks. Um, <laughs> and I feel like actually, okay, so it's the do- it's Doctor Tenenbaum, the lady who's responsible for the little sisters. So yeah. she has little sisters, big daddies, and dinosaurs. So here's here's the here's the deal. The biggest daddy of them all, the big daddy, yes. finally takes off his mask and out. Out from that that little weird thing unfurls a really long neck, and it, yep, the whole time Big Daddies were brontosauruses, and that's how <laughs> this game is gonna work. He just kind of <laughs> crawls out of the fucking scope of suit. <laughs> yeah, and its tail is still the drill, so it was fighting yeah. with its tail. <laughs> I feel like it could even be like a tactics game of like the fight for Rapture between like so you either play as like Fontaine or. Andrew Ryan. Can you imagine like Phil Spencer is on stage at E3 uh, 2020 and is like, we're, we're proud to announce uh, the Bioshock uh, formula coming to Xbox One this year. And that's like a trailer that plays out and everyone's like, oh, cool. Like a different take on Bioshock. And then and then <laughs> they're like, would you kindly press the dinosaurs button? And then it like comes out <laughs> like they press that. And like the, the big daddy unfurls his big long neck from his weird costume and like the little sisters are also like they're there. This is a crossover with Land Before Time and it's Ducky. <laughs> and it is Ducky. Ducky with a huge needle. <laughs> oh, no. If I need somebody to Photoshop that right now. <laughs> I like that a lot. I think that we can we can do we can we can go a lot of places. So is there is there lore for like is it, the lore for this game? Are we saying that? we're just making dinosaurs again. Like the sort of like, you didn't stop to think if you should, and you just said, could I, and you just did it. It would be like a fucking, it would be like a burial at sea situation where it's technically like an alt version of that. Oh Um, yes. And Mm -hmm. then two, like, because Rapture was meant to be like a place like the no gods, no Kings, only bullshit. Um, (laughs) Only bullshit. (laughs) He, um, the, the, Tenenbaum alongside the little sisters was like, 
what if dinosaurs? <laughs> what if dinosaurs? That's the bullshit button. Uh-huh. Release the dinosaurs right there. Uh-huh. No gods, no kings, only plesiosaurs. <laughs> I think that's really good. So, so you're going to play as like these... The, sort of like our last game, you're just going to like have generals from different eras of Bioshock games and stuff like that. Um, Would you kindly move three spaces forward? Ex- exactly. That's yep. the whole That's the whole thing is everybody is, is brain controlled with the Would You Kindly juice or whatever happened in that game. I don't remember. And then uh, <laughs> you're going you're, you're gonna to control your people. Um, maybe we go to what is the one that's in the sky? I don't remember from Infinite. Uh... I, I keep wanting to say Atlantic City, oh, but that's Columbia. totally not. <laughs> Columbia, Columbia, there, there is. No, you're going to Atlantic City in this one. Oh, God. No, no, no. Col- Columbia. So there's pterodactyls in Columbia. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's very good. They they pop the balloons that are full of science gas, which I think was what happened in that game. Science gas. <laughs> they, were, they were actually uh, quantum particles. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I could hear the glasses being adjusted as that was said. <laughs> the fact that I know so much about a game series that I fucking can't stand is really just emblematic of who I am as a person. <laughs> We've talked about B-movie, we're talking about Bioshock, you know, hey. Barry, Barry B. Bioshock. I'm just obsessed with bad things. <laughs> New Twitter name, obsessed with bad things. I like that a lot. So we can, in this tactics game... Is it just like like internal squabbling, which is kind of what brought down Rapture? Yeah, so on New Year's 1958, <laughs> Whoa. The, the Battle of Rapture happened. Okay. So I'm assuming that this would be that night again, but like the alt timeline bullshit. Okay. Dinosaurs. Excellent. We need to think up like a good a good name for this that's gonna be emblematic of like like the New Year's Eve, like what is it called? Just the battle for uh, Bikini Bottom. Referred to as like, yeah, pretty much. It's just referred to as the Battle of Rapture. I'm pretty sure. Bioshock: The Jurassic Age. <laughs> yeah, Bioshock: <laughs> The Battle for Bikini Bottom. Um, battle for Bikini <laughs> Bottom. They are under the sea. <laughs> SpongeBob is in this game. No, uh, <laughs> I really okay. I'm writing that down for another. Like the next time Caitlin's here, I'm definitely doing a SpongeBob Bioshock crossover. Yes. For sure. <laughs> he sees Patrick just just smack against one of the walls, one of the outer <laughs> ocean walls, and just staring at you with dead eyes. <laughs> he lifts up one of his arms, it's just a drill. Whoa! Okay, scratch doing this on another episode. We are changing this to be a triple crossover between Bioshock, right now. Jurassic Park, and... SpongeBob of the Square Pants. We're going SpongeBob to do that. SpongeBob rides in on a Velociraptor as one of your faction. <laughs> yeah. Splicer Squidward, like with a <laughs> no fucking Splicer Squilliam. Dude, Splicer Squilliam. Squilliam's a faction leader, right there. Yep. Oh, you can hear over the megaphones. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's hot. Um, <laughs> we can. Sandy is definitely already a big daddy, though. So like, already yeah. definitely. <laughs> Just give her a drill. I oh man, we made a perfect game. Would you guys look at that? We made a perfect game with this. All I do is with... make perfect games. <laughs> <laughs> the the specific brand of like Caitlin level trash. <laughs> bringing 
in this in these episodes are are very good and and Darren and I are just we're just bystanders. We're just watching it happen. Plankton's working alongside Dr. Tenenbaum's <laughs> Okay. That's very good. I like that a lot. So is this just BioShock Battle for Bikini Bottom or is this like what are we going to we have to name it something cuz there is still dinosaurs. I feel like you just call it Bioshock 1958. Okay. And like, and then you surprise everyone with the bikini bottom and the dinosaurs. And that's the Bioshock twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's fucking dinosaurs. There's in always there. a man, a lighthouse, and a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> Dude. The, the narrator's the opener for SpongeBob. Yeah. Like, what are you kids? <laughs> He's the one narrating. And so the attack began. <laughs> Andrew Ryan has like uh, expanded into bikini bottom and like rock bottom as well, and like like all mm-hmm. the other, the, like the lobster guy is there. There's Mr. Krabs and Pearl. Uh, I feel like the Mr. Krabs is the vendor. Like he sells you like power ups that are overly. <laughs> Welcome to the circus of value. <laughs> <laughs> Me boy. We have Krabby Patties and nothing but spend your money. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Bubble Buddy is there as well. Um, Oh, God. We got Bubble Buddy. (laughs) Boo boo keys. Uh, Good. You guys, um, this sucks and I love it. (laughs) Um, Great. So maybe, maybe like, maybe this will retroactively explain why. SpongeBob and everybody is like that is that it's 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 like pollution and splicer juice or whatever mm-hmm. gets into the water and then all of a sudden, you know. Oh my god. Oh my god. Gary is an Adam snail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please, when I when I tweet this out, I need everybody to reply with like with either drawings of the mashup or you need to tell me like other mashups of, of SpongeBob characters that would, that would go in a Bioshock world. Um, also honestly report me on Twitter. Cause I've brought crimes into the world. <laughs> <laughs> report me on Twitter. Okay. Old man Jenkins is there. I love the young people. <laughs> How many times do we have to teach you this lesson? Old man and a horde of splicers it's, go after him. It's literally like all of like the fucking under, class of rapture saying that to andrew ryan (laughs) (laughs) there's dinosaurs here (laughs) okay battle (laughs) bioshock 1957 colon there's dinosaurs here (laughs) (laughs) colon there's dinosaurs here good i i think we've made our like anachronistic um art nouveau classic uh, tactics game featuring uh, Spongebob and dinosaurs. Um, I think we did it, you guys. Yeah. I think we've done it. And that brings us to the end of our program for today. But first, let's go over some patch notes. This is where Caitlin is going to go through some listener-submitted ideas to be fed into the robot for use in the future episodes. You can submit words by tweeting us at the NES pod or posting in our Patreon. Caitlin, what have we got? We have Parappa the Rapper, Sailor Moon submitted by Aiden, uh, at a straw and Phoenix Wright. So now we can we can really get that that courtroom drama uh, game with Barry the Bee. Uh, we can really we can really make that game now. 
I am legit thinking of a Parappa Sailor Scout game right now. <laughs> Whoa. But those two things together has just galaxy brained me right now. <laughs> we'll have to have you we'll have to have you back on another episode to do that, but Oh please, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> so this brings our potential game total up to 25,412,814. Darren, thank you so much for guesting. Where can people hear/see more of you? You can find me at xxshadowkamixx, and I just dick around with a lot of Monster Hunter stuff on Twitter, and my podcast, at Rusty Rupees, where me and three of my friends just kind of go through the gaming news, I we sidetrack about Monster Hunter a lot, talk <laughs> shit to each other. We're here. We're here to have a good time. Hit us up. We're fun. Yeah, it's absolutely a fun time. And Caitlin, where can we see slash hear more of you, if, if we're inclined? <laughs> Well, if you're if you're really keen on making bad choices, um, you can follow me on Twitter at CGN8Rs. Uh, you can also check out my Vigi Games website, uh, Uppercut, which is at Uppercut Crit on Twitter and UppercutCrit.com. And uh, I also have a Fall Out Boy podcast, which you can check <laughs> out. It's called Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting. It's at SWGD Pod. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. I'm going right now. Uh huh. <laughs> Honestly, it's worth the follow just for Joe and I shit posting about Fallout Boy. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Another perfect. Uh, another perfect good time. So, thanks everybody for listening. Remember, if you want bonus episodes, early episodes, shoutouts, or access to the robot yourself, check out our Patreon. The link is in the description. If you don't have any cash to throw away, we'd really appreciate a subscribe on whatever platform you're on, and please consider leaving a positive review because it really does help us out. Patreon shoutouts for this week include the nanobiologist Mikey Phillips, Patrick McPherson, Erica Scherer, Miss Shelby Ray, Alec Bobco, Colin McCasey, and Andrew Feisner. I can be found at, at TwoHeadedGiant on Twitter, and this has been an episode of the New Entertainment System podcast. And as always, tweet Cam and tell him you love him. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>